0: This is the Simi Sarah Show on demand. Subscribe now on iTunes. Listen to the show each weekday 10 to 2 on 980 CKNW and through the Radio Player app. We are going to shift gears a little bit and talk about how, wow, some people are using the pandemic to scam people. This, uh, according to the Better Business Bureau, and Carla Laird joins me, Manager of Community and Public Relations at the Better Business Bureau, the uh, lower mainland of BC. Carla, thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you so much for having me and hello to your listeners. Well, it's unfortunate we even have to talk about this because you would hope in a time like this uh, we would bring out the best in people and it would be about helping others and getting the right information out there. But unfortunately, there are people trying to take advantage of others.
1: Yes, absolutely. Um, we've seen over the last couple of years that this is prime time for scammers. They tend to pay attention to the news. They know what's going on globally. They know what's at the, um, you know, the heart of people across the world. And this situation is very similar to other uh, moments of crisis. For example, the wildfires in Australia, and they took prime advantage of that. So this global pandemic is also an opportunity for them to scam people, and they are working actively at it. So what are they doing So right now, you know, we've been monitoring our BBB scam tracker, which is the resource that, you know, consumers send their reports about scams to us from across North America. And we have started to detect uh, an influx of scams or reports about scams specifically related to the coronavirus or other as other people know it as COVID-19. And the top ones that have made the list are um, scams concerning face masks, scams concerning fake charities and scams concerning fraudulent health products. Uh, so we'll
0: go through those a little bit more in detail. So what? So if we're talking about face masks, because that, that has been something that uh, that people have been purchasing. Uh, we've been getting advice from health officials as to which ones might work in some scenarios. But more importantly, the fact that health officials, people in the medical system, are the ones that need them the most. What are you seeing as far as scams
1: involving face masks? So as it relates to the face masks, this was actually the first one that started popping up on our radar Unfortunately, what was happening is because of the increase in demand for these masks, because everyone's, you know, anxious and trying to find ways to protect themselves from the virus, we started seeing where there were just random websites popping up out of nowhere with no credibility, no form of legitimacy to them, and they're saying that they have face masks in stock face masks that you can buy an an unlimited amount of and that all you have to do is just submit your information provide your credit card details buy as many as you want but the reports that came in pretty much said that they ended up getting scammed they shared their credit card information they shared their personal information and got nothing in return or for those who probably did get something the quality was absolutely substandard
0: Hmm, all right. So that's something definitely to watch out for. Uh, you mentioned fake charities and I, I guess good advice for people. If you already donate to an established charity, perhaps stick with that and don't
1: be fooled by these new entities popping up. Exactly. And so that's the message that has come out. You know, in a situation like this, there everyone across the world is trying to support whoever they can. And so from time to time, there are opportunities to support through um, established charities. And if you have a charity that you've been using, stick with that charity. If you are trying to find an, an opportunity to, to donate to donate go to reputable established charities. The Canada Revenue Agency has a list of registered charities across Canada that you can re- refer to, and they'll have their charity number so that you can confirm that they are, you know, an established um, organization that you can utilize. Other than that, avoid these new charities that are popping up because although they may have good intentions, considering that there's so many travel restrictions that have been implemented Borders are being closed across the world. Think about how this new charity would be able to take your money or your donation in kind and carry it across Canada to another part of the world. So, you know, the challenges that would be, they would be facing, they may not have the bandwidth to do so. And then there's also the off chance that this is a full-on scam where they're just pretending to be trying to help someone. Take your money and you, your money is gone into their hands as opposed to helping those who are in need.
0: Is it a pretty safe rule? Then I tend to go onto the the CRA website anyway because I like to check the charity and to see where the money goes and how much their costs are. If the charity is not on the CRA
1: website, is it a, is it safe to say that it's not real? And not to say that it's not real, but it's not registered right. with you know with um, the Canada Revenue Agency, which means that they may have a different process of, for example what they do with their revenue but, but they, they, because you, if you are a registered charity there are certain restrictions or there are certain benefits and credits that you would get through the government and so that's why they have that status. If they don't have that status then they need to explain in their website or in their manifesto or, or in their mission and vision or in the details about them how they're going about utilizing the funds and on a general basis every website for a charity should give that information to potential donors and if you are donating on their website there should clearly outline how they're protecting your information when, when you put in your credit card information, you know, what's the privacy policy that has been implemented and giving you information that you know that they're going to safeguard that data once they get it. And you mentioned uh, as well
0: fraudulent health products and uh, safe bet I think uh, we know there is not a cure for COVID-19 and if you are looking for medical information go to medical professionals and reputable places uh, but don't fall for these scams uh, of people uh, trying to push these fake products.
1: Exactly. But you see, that's the part where the scam actually comes in. We know, you and I know that, you know, there is no cure right now, but there's so many millions of people out there who don't know this. And that's when they go online, they see a pop-up that says cure for coronavirus or a website or a link or something on social media that's circulating that gives the impression that something is actually there. And so they put, you know, riding on that fear and that an- that anxiety, they click on the link, download malicious um software onto their devices or end up reading these, you know, very elaborate testimonials about how they've been cured. And so you ride on that to end up spending your money. And what really happens is you either get a product that really does not treat anything that you were hoping for, or you don't get a product at all. And so that's why it's very important that you don't follow testimonials because they're not a substitute for scientific evidence. And that you need to, as you said, rely on trustworthy sources for information So that you know what is actually happening. So at this point, you know, a cure is in development. Nothing has been established. Our scientists and our health officials are working very hard. But at this point, there is no cure. So don't get tricked into buying something that does not exist.
0: Are you concerned at all with uh, the number of people? Because so many people are working from home and are staying home during this time, there are going to be more people on their laptops and on their computers that perhaps aren't part of an office system that might have better security. Are you concerned that scammers are going to be trying to target people because they know there are more people working from home?
1: Absolutely. They're going to capitalize on that opportunity. And this is is actually a good time to, you know, bring to businesses, you know, small businesses, businesses of all sizes, that they need to have privacy policies implemented to safeguard their data for those persons on their team that are working remotely. So, you know, is there antivirus protection on those laptops or on those devices that are going to be accessing work information from home. You know, how are they protecting that that kind of content? And then also for businesses who are, are going to have to be implementing different strategies, you need to also remember that the privacy of the confidential and at least the privacy of the details that your staff, your clients, your customers have shared with you, those details also need to be protected. So while you're not at the office, how are the files being protected? Those that are physical and those that are on hard drives, make sure that they are also being secured.
0: All right. Very good advice, uh, given uh, that, uh, unfortunately, there are people looking to take advantage of others during this time. Carla, thanks so much for joining us. Appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me.